Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. I am Greg Littmer. I am one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And you know, my friends, frequently we hear religious-minded people saying something like, just let your conscience be your guide. Or perhaps even more frequently, it doesn't matter what you believe or what church you attend as long as you are sincere in your worship of God. What is really disturbing is that more and more lately of those who used to embrace and practice the truth have bought into and are expressing the idea that it is no longer about being right or wrong. It is no longer about the truth. It is about love. Are the ideas behind those kinds of statements, because they are all expressing essentially the same thing, really true? Let's talk about that in this episode. What is the conscience? Conscience can be defined as that part of the mind which distinguishes whether or not a person's actions harmonize with his or her beliefs. It is that inner voice we all have that approves when we do what we believe to be right, or that makes us feel guilty when we do what we believe to be wrong. And we should not belittle the conscience either. The Bible teaches us that all must live clearly and sincerely with an open, clear conscience. I think of Paul's words before Felix the governor in Acts chapter 24 and verse 16. Paul said, And herein do I exercise myself to have always had a conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. Over in Romans 14 and verse 23, Paul said, And he that doubts is damned if he eats, because he eats not of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. But is having a clear conscience a guarantee that we will be pleasing to God? Can we rest assured and confident that we will receive eternal life just because we are sincere? Paul persecuted the church. We saw him speak of always striving to have a conscience that was clear and void of offense before God. Earlier before the Jewish council, Paul stated in Acts chapter 23 and verse 1, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And as we said, he had persecuted the church, hauling men and women off to prison and giving consent to their deaths. Do you think that God was pleased with such activity? Over in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, we read the following. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. A conscience can be seared. 
become unfeeling and unable to be touched with the truth anymore. I believe that we have seen that happen. The Hebrew writer warned in Hebrews 3 verses 12 and 13, Take heed, brethren, lest there be an evil heart in any of you of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. It is possible for a person to become hardened where their consciences no longer causes the feelings of guilt when sin is committed. But my friends, I'd like you to consider the following points with me. First, if conscience is a completely reliably safe guide, then religion must be the only area of life where it is. In all areas of life that I can think of, it is possible to be sincere and to act in good conscience and still be wrong and suffer the consequences. Just for instance, in traveling a person in all good conscience and sincerity can make a wrong turn and go in the wrong direction. And he still ends up in the wrong place in spite of the fact that he was sincere. What if he insists, I didn't mean to make a wrong turn and I really thought that I was right? For that matter, what if he continues to insist that he is right? Would that then make him right? No, he becomes right only when he learns by his mistakes and corrects his direction. In medicine, people have been misdiagnosed and taken the wrong treatment in all good conscience, sincerely believing that they were right. Maybe the doctor or the pharmacist made a mistake, or maybe the patients took pills from the wrong bottle, but the wrong medication taken accidentally but sincerely will have the same effect on the body as if it has been taken deliberately. I heard a story of two trains that collided head-on because they were traveling in opposite directions on the same track. With his dying words, one of the engineers handed a piece of paper to a bystander and said, This will show I was on the track I was told to take. He had acted in all good conscience and sincerity, thinking all the time that he was right. But the paper showed that he had misunderstood, and he and many passengers died on that train in spite of his clear conscience and sincerity. So, my friends, in all areas of life, a person can be wrong even when he or she sincerely believes that they are right. Why should we expect religion to be any different? I'll tell you why. Because the eternal consequences are often not immediate. Secondly, if you know the conscience is always the safe guide, we would have to say that the Bible would be worthless or at least not very important. But we know that's not the case. The Bible gives instructions of how to live for God and to know right from wrong. But if conscience is a safe guide, then why not just ignore the Bible and follow your own conscience? If it does not matter what you believe as long as you are sincere, then it would not matter whether we believe the Bible or not. We could believe anything we want, just so long as we sincerely and conscientiously believe it. The problem is, the Bible contradicts that very idea because it plainly teaches that we must know and obey it. Looking at the beautiful passage of Psalms 119 verse 105, we are told, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
God's word is what gives direction and light to our lives. Nothing else is reliable. In John chapter 12 and verse 48, we are told by Jesus, He that rejects me and receives not my words has one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Consider carefully with me Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 23. There Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. These people were completely sincere from all indications. They believed Jesus as Lord. They thought that they were right. And they were surprised when Jesus was not pleased with them. But their sincerity was not enough. They were rejected. Why? What was lacking? They had to do the will of the Father and not simply what they wanted or thought was right. And that will is revealed in the scriptures. If a clear conscience is a safe guide all the time, then the Bible would be unnecessary. And as badly as some may want that to be true, following the Bible is essential and failing to do so will cause us to be rejected. Therefore, simply being sincere and having a good conscience is not enough. Thirdly, if conscience is always a reliable and safe guide, then human authority would be just as good as divine authority. Think about that for a minute. If it doesn't matter what we believe as long as we are sincere, then it would not matter whether we believe what God revealed or what man invented. If a person sincerely accepted man-made doctrines, he would be as well off as a person who believes what God revealed. But again, the Bible clearly contradicts that idea. It clearly tells us that we must walk in the realm of God's authority and religion and not in man's. Look at what is written in Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 and 9. It tells us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's pretty clear. We may think that our ways and our thoughts are equivalent with God's, but that is just not so. Jeremiah told us in Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 23, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his steps. For that matter, consider the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 15, verses 8 and 9. Jesus said, This people draws nigh unto me with their mouth, and honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Then again, Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 18 tells us, For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. We may think that we are right, yet God still not approve of our lives and our actions. My friends, when we think about it, the whole idea of just following your conscience simply amounts to following a human standard. 
our own conscience becomes our standard. There are a lot of Oriental religions that teach that truth is inherent in the heart of man. So to learn what God's will is for you, simply search the inner recesses of your mind. Isn't that essentially the same as so many professing Christians say, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you are sincere? Isn't it the same as saying we're all going to the same place, just taking different roads to get there? Isn't it the same as saying it is not about being right or wrong, it is about love? Well, the Bible denies all such ideas and clearly shows that man cannot know truth by searching within himself. He needs a revelation from outside of himself, which revelation God has given to us in the scriptures. In the fourth place, if conscience is always a safe and reliable guide, false and deceitful doctrine would be just as good as truth. I mean, if it does not matter what we believe as long as we are sincere, then a lie, sincerely and conscientiously believed, would be just as good as accepting the truth. If sincerity and a good conscience is all that it takes, then everybody who has a clear conscience is okay. But my friends, the Bible warns us that to be saved, we must follow the truth. Proverbs 23 and verse 23 tells us to buy the truth and sell it not. In John chapter 8 verses 31 and 32, Jesus said, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If we want our worship to be acceptable to God, it must be in spirit and in truth. Remember John chapter 4 and verse 24? Jesus said, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. How does that compare to people who tell us today, it's not about being right or wrong, it's all about love. My friends, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22 tells us that we purify our souls in obeying the truth. Now, not only does the Bible clearly teach us that salvation is found only in obeying the truth, it is equally clear in its warnings against false teachers and doctrine, urging us to make certain continually that we are not being deceived. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 15, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Consider 2 Corinthians 11 verses 13 through 15 where Paul wrote, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Notice, while a false teacher may or may not be sincere, the people he deserves may, or that he deceives rather, may definitely be sincere, and believe and practice what he says with a clear conscience. A deceived person is a person who really believes something that is not true to be true. Such a person would be sincere and have a clear conscience. If this is all that matters, why does the Bible contain all the warnings against error and deceit? Only truth saves. 
air practiced and believed, condemns. Yet people can and do often follow air sincerely and in good conscience. But my friends, a good conscience and sincerity is not enough. And we might also add the responsibility to search the scriptures and know the truth resides with each individual. In the fifth place, if conscience is always a safe and reliable guide, ignorance would be just as good as knowledge. If it does not matter what one believes just so long as he is sincere, then no one needs to bother to learn the truth or to teach the truth to others. As a matter of fact, when you think about it, if sincere ignorance is valid, then we're better off being ignorant. It would be dangerous to learn or teach the truth, for someone who learns it might refuse to obey it and be lost, since they would then be violating their conscience. But again, my friends, the Bible demands that all learn God's truth, obey it, and teach it to others. Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The Bible teaches in language so clear that you really have to try to misunderstand it, that ignorance is no excuse for not obeying the truth. In Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6 we read, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt no, be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. In Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 3, Paul wrote, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Ignorance is not an excuse. Finally, if conscience is always a safe and reliable guide, division would be just as good as unity. Another reason why people argue that sincere people of all beliefs will be saved is so they can justify people of different beliefs that clearly contradict one another. But the Bible condemns division and demands unity. In John 17, verses 20 and 21, Jesus prayed for all who believe in him to be one as he and the Father are one. Did Jesus and his Father have conflicting beliefs? In 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 10, Paul wrote, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Now if conscience were a safe guide, then sincere people would be safe in spite of their divisions. Yet the Bible shows us that division is not safe at all. It is an affront to all that God desires for his people. Therefore, conscience is not always a safe and reliable guide. Our conscience is a bit like a clock. It is not enough for it to just be working. It must be set right or it will not give us the right time. Our conscience only tells us whether what we were doing is what we believe to be right. Consequently, 
our conscience must be set right. And that can only come from it being set with God's word and not man. So no, my friends, conscience alone is not a safe guide. Thanks for listening.